You're live and direct. Welcome to part time alcoholics. How you guys doing? We missed you guys. Even guys, though we don't know guys, you. Wait, why, why is this energy not being reciprocated? Uh, hey, you know, like, I came here swimming, you just blushed at your phone. We rusty. Like, <laughs> we have to get back into it. We don't even know how to sound or to speak, you know? Fuck, who are we talking to? <laughs> okay, I'll help this out. Easy crew. <laughs> Come in, easy crew. <laughs> this is your president, Winsley Dale. Easy crew. Let's shift. <laughs> Let's shift. Like fast and furious. I can't do a Jamaican accent, fam. I feel like you need to hold accent classes. I feel I feel like you you tried a little bit and then you stopped. Is that my OnlyFans page? Yeah. <laughs> OnlyFans is gonna be accents. I'm not mad at that. I am not mad at that. Oh, have Yo, anyway, welcome to part-time alcoholics. Fuck you. I do we know, know what episode, episode it is? is? I have no idea. I think it's four five. It might be. It might be. Like, I have no idea. All I know, we, we had a little hibernation because we're all old now and can't figure out what technology does. <laughs> Guys, welcome to season two, episode six of Bottom of Ah, look, look at the technician. He's on the dick. This is why he's quiet. Ready. The accountant, Ready. I got our taxes in order. Don't worry. No, nothing to do. He's solving equations. He said, let me check the system quick. Yeah. <laughs> Living up to stereotypes. Let me plug you into the matrix quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should... Introduce yourselves. Introduce yourselves. Yo, as per usual, I am the suburban papa action, a.k.a. your mom's ex-boyfriend, <laughs> a.k.a. Malum body butter, cause I'm delicious and nutritious. AKA mm, like the taxi driver's nutritionist. <laughs> yes. AKA someone else needs to help me find a new AKA. I like these AKAs. AKA Kobe in the crutch. Ah, well, over. Kobe out the crutch now. Kobe out the crutch. <laughs> Kobe recently <laughs> escaped from the crutch. <laughs> AKA also Gang Green. Bye. <laughs> um, and we are joined by the squad. Who wants to go first? Candy Spice. Yes. Le Grand Bay, aka your favorite plant based snack. Mm, delicious. Ultimate light skin. Yeah. Ultimate light skin. Big light skin. <laughs> and uh, AKA DRI Daddy. I don't like this room. I don't like uh, this you, you need to lean into it. I'm, 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 like I'm somber. I need a new AKA, maybe. That might yeah, be but you got to pronounce the sense. Yeah. We need, fam, how, how we have 45 episodes and you never say Zadie? <laughs> I do it and then I get forced by you guys. I'm like, fuck you guys. Let's, let's. Yeah, let's. so you, we're just trying to teach you, fam. Imagine this was a math test. You would have failed. Fine. Zia White Daddy. Happy with that? Yeah. AKA Shermaine Dupree. AKA the Shermanator. Do. Yeah, hey, Bates and Stickton. 
we we will cut that out. But also, you guys have snitched on me here before as well. I feel like everyone's been snitched on on this. Yeah, everyone's been everyone's been snitched on. Bait and stick is not you, by the way, guys. Like bait and stick is not me. <laughs> That's not me. Uh, bro, lean, lean into your legacy. You created an empire. Lean into. Oh. That might be my new AKA, just to piss her off. We'll see what happens. <laughs> hey, anyway, how's the squad during lockdown? Ah, doing oh, all right. Cheers, niggas. Oh. You know, they call me Stephen Brick. The second volume in two weeks. <laughs> come from New Zealand, Taranaki. People are probably wondering why I'm talking so weird. Well, in New Zealand, you sort of talk like you're running under breath. Everything's a matter of fact. <laughs> everything's, everything's good, down me. <laughs> guys, the professor of the accent class, guys. <laughs> Fam, this is what boredom does to you, bro. You just... You just... Do, do you practice in front of the breath? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just watch a lot, of, a lot of movies, and then yes. it's just like you get bored. Uh, mm. You also you so remember a lot of fucking movie, movie quotes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So what's everyone uh, drinking? I'm a liquor cabinet. Hey, it's running a bit dry here. I'm starting to worry. I'm starting to ration myself. I'm left with like two bottles. Hey, so, so what are you drinking, gentlemen? Gentleman Jack. Jackington. Mm. Yes. Okay. And, um, I've cut up some... Not uh, once, but twice. Some Not orange. Once, but twice. Orange. Yeah. Jack pulled up till here. Yeah. And ice. So it's quite a strong shot. I'm enjoying it, actually. <laughs> I mean... Like every shot was shoot up. I'm on my last two... Bl- I'm on my last two bottles of wine. Oh, my God. What is it? And we're going to have... Uh, how, how, how do you guys like this? Yours brings four bottles of wine to my house. The, the night he comes and stays here. I think we're going to drink one and then he's going to leave, you know, three bottles behind. I wake up in the morning, clean, clean, <laughs> a clean drawer, not a bottle inside. Actually, no, he left the bottles. He just left many carcasses behind. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the king of like, this nigga. <laughs> No, we had to, we had to, we had to sort those out. Also, we're rationing, fam. Like, who? <laughs> what is yeah, like? Hey. You have to choose your drinking day now. You can't just drink every day. You have to choose. Hey, maybe I'm feeling it on Tuesday. Maybe a Thursday. <laughs> hey, bro, it's a, it's the same struggle with the snacks. Yeah. <laughs> early, on, early in the lockdown, bro. Mm. I finished the snacks day one. Day one. <laughs> A one, <laughs> snacks were done. They yeah. were not present mm. and accounted for, man. So like snacks for the week, Klein, in an evening. Done. <laughs> done. Consumed. It's a myth. Yeah. It's a myth. And snacking is low key. It's addictive, fam, because you just keep going there. Yeah, isn't it like um, super sports are showing like sports back to back to back? Yeah. So, yeah. like, you just get in the snacking mood, but like, oh, damn. Okay. That's not live. Really I, I, can't, I can't seem to watch sport that's not live. I struggle. I struggle watching old games, eh? No, I, yeah, I can't watch. Watch Super Sport play like the 1987 FA Cup final at this yeah. rate. Yeah, exactly. Well, they've done that. 
They played the UEFA Champions League final. When Man United played Barcelona, they've, they've done all of that. I uh, know. I've just gotten into like sports documentaries. Like just been yeah, watching all like, like the story of OJ, the Last Dance, Last Dance, is dope. Hey, dope, hey, dope, dope, dope. Last Dance is dope. I'm enjoying watching, like Michael Jordan secretly be an asshole, and with each epi- it's, it's with each episode, like <laughs> yeah, but with each episode, it comes out more. I don't yeah, think he's an asshole. Yeah. I just I just think he, he's super focused, and no one must mess with that. Like he's got goals. Better not yeah, he's an asshole. Like he's a known asshole. Yeah, like, like uh, he, he has these Michael Jordan training camps, and then yeah. his guest speaker was um, Chris Paul, CP3, mm. and Chris Paul made an announcement. He's just like, guys, shooting competition. If Michael misses a shot, everyone's getting free sneakers. Don't you think Michael sank every shot? <laughs> yeah, every single shot from the key. Three point line, yeah, Put him anyway. Half court shots, <laughs> nothing but this. And it, it wasn't even like hitting the rim and like rimming inside, it's just yeah. when that net and the kids were so disappointed. I was like, Yeah, my yeah, fuck them kids. <laughs> you're like, fuck them kids. Yeah, that breaks, you can afford to buy each and every one of those kids a house. It's not the point, the point is, don't fuck with me. No, the yeah. point is fucking kids, My favorite coming out of that, that documentary is Dennis Rodman. Uh, the mm, stories of Dennis Rodman. Dennis so, like, one, one story of Dennis Rodman that they didn't cover on The Last Dance, but I heard on The Breakfast Club. You must listen to The Breakfast Club interview. It's quite hilarious. There was one, he was telling this one story where he's uh, gambling in Las Vegas. And he gets a phone call from Madonna. He's just, and she's like, I want a baby. Come impregnate me. This time, Madonna's not in Vegas. She's in New York. So <laughs> this is a true story. Dennis Rodman is like, all right, boys, hold the table. Now, the thing about gambling is when someone says hold the table, like, and it's their move, you can't do anything. You have to wait until this person comes back. <laughs> he he flew to New York, piped Madonna down, and like a couple of hours, maybe a day, two later, he flies back to Vegas and continues getting. Dennis Rodman seems like the most, like the weirdest and most eccentric person ever. Because how you go through all of that, do everything, still be one of the greatest ever, and now you're friends with King, Kim Jong-un, Lord, leader of North Korea that nobody can touch. You're, 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 you're questioning that with the mind of a civilian. Yeah, At no, this no, point, no, Rodman saying. is not a civilian. I'm saying, but nobody can do that. I don't think... Yes, even, no, nobody can do that. No one, even, if, even people at his level of fame can't do that. Let me tell you why this thing works. The secret ingredient is Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> Let's look at Madonna's body count. Madonna's body count says everything you need to know about this thing. <laughs> yeah. Crazy dude. Tupac. Tupac. Yeah. Dennis Rodman. Hell, even Guy Ritchie. Like, fam, if you mm-hmm. fuck Madonna, magical things happen to you. Dude. Like, yeah, but Guy Ritchie was popping before Madonna. No, that's the thing. They're all popping before. Because, like, even Dennis, like, before Madonna, he was popping. 
Yeah. And Tupac as well. Like they they're always popping, but like after Madonna, it's just it's, like it's, a, it's now another we, level. Now we see you are you are this level of like weird. Look how strange Sean Penn is, fam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there's something in that coochie. It's magical. I don't know what. Yo, it is. Madonna's so got think, a body count though, eh? So you think like Madonna, Madonna's body count is crazy? What Madonna? Madonna's, Madonna's Amber Rose of the nineties. Bam. What Madonna and does, what yeah. Madonna's coochie does, is the opposite of what the Kardashian coochie does. <laughs> like <laughs> the Kardashian coochie kills life. careers, Madonna makes careers. <laughs> to be fair, recent developments suggest that Kanye might have the antidote. Really? Oh well, Kanye's made a lot of money, but he, not like his music is still trash. Yeah, fam, if I make a billion dollars, fine. Let my music be no, as shit as you want. He's making fam, it from I will make fashion. He's making it from, from the cross endorsements between him and his wife. Yeah, I get it. But it's, it's still yeah, but I mean, that's the whole career. point. Like, I mean, after a while, it's like, I had, I've made songs. Now, let me make infinite money. Making fashionable Crocs. Mind you, he like he came back from being broke. When was I, I broke? actually wonder. No, because I remember he he said yeah, like he asked for a loan and said he was bankrupt. Ooh. But I wonder if it wasn't like that same bankrupt. Like you know, when Fifty said he was bankrupt, yeah. but when yeah. he just meant his nah, listen, uh, I don't want to pay my wife. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Uh, like okay. I think it was like rich people broke. Mm. Like I'll throw <laughs> all my money, all my money into equities. But I can't pay my car installment. I'll declare bankruptcy, so I keep my car. So my equities pay out. I can pay all of that. I'm just moving my money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I think that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. Those guys, rich people can't even Speaking go. Speaking of them. money, no, 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 no. Hang on. Speaking Fuck of it. money, guys, we need to stop this OnlyFans page. Part-time <laughs> alcoholics, OnlyFans, guys. I'm telling guys. you, we got something. Okay, intro- introduce the story to us, cause let, let the people know. Okay, so. I did a little research. I'm, I'm scrolling through Instagram and then I come through a feed and it says Lexi Pantera makes $10,000 a day. Just twerking. She's not, she's not showing any cooch the kente. She's not showing Teddy. She is just jiggling. She makes $10,000 a day. My nigga, I can jiggle. I can glisten. We can, can we can start a, a Sherman with you. We can start a boxing class. <laughs> we can do an exercise class with all three of us are glistening, guys. Ten thousand dollars a day. My nigga, I'm, I'm finna glisten. I'm finna know, glisten. You know, what, you know what'd be fucking cool? If you can start a fight club with an OnlyFans account. That would be fucking amazing. Like like pay-per-view, but OnlyFans. You probably could. You probably guys, could. But wait, fucking cool. So this story gets even better now. So I'm busy talking to I'm talking to Lisedi. Lisedi is telling me all the tea in the TikTok world. First off, I didn't even know it was that dramatic. I thought people were just out here posting videos of themselves dancing and like doing dumb shit. No, it's wild in TikTok. These these little bastards are rich as fuck. As fuck. Like Ooh. apparently the like highest the, the chick on TikTok who has like the most followers 
Charlie, Jamilio, Jamilia, to something. Yeah. $25,000 per post. No. Not, there's not even jiggling, fam. It's just her learning how to do the savage dance or whatever. No. Because no. TikTok, like, there's many kids on TikTok, so you can't really twerk unless people are doing that. I don't know. I don't no, know. No, but that's TikTok. the thing. You don't need. That, that's my point. We don't even need to glisten. All that's we need to true. do is just like pretend to dance. Like apparently these kids like have houses. So like imagine the three of us, name we are all mm. TikTok famous and we'll be doing shit so we all buy a mansion together and then we all live in this mansion making tiktok videos all day with no parental supervision because also all these kids on tiktok are like 15 16 we also twice that age so the appeal listen, might be different listen do, <laughs> do you see the flood of old people getting on tiktok like our generation is starting to find Actually. it so we don't have to even talk to the youth we can just be like, yo, let's make TikToks about us trying to understand TikTok. Get mad yeah. followers. Guys, <laughs> we can make a video about entertaining. Let's put it, let's put it out to let's put it out to our people. Yo, at Fatimalkalex IG, let us know if we must make an OnlyFans uh, account and <laughs> what would you like us to do on it? We can make a video about everything. Yeah. Everything. But I want to know what our fans want to see. What do they want to see? I'm not I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to our fans. Entertain. Okay. I, yeah, I just took yeah. into the the, the 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 degrees of separation. Mm. You know, you make everything everything, everything, and entertain. Guys, but this thing, this, this thing really like shocked me because these kids are like bunking school to make millions of dollars, and as they have parent, no parents. Can you be angry? I mean, that's the because I thought about it for a second. I was like, grade ten maths, or like a million dollars, or mm. a Ferrari as your first car. And then the best part is because like so the one kid was like, yo, because apparently like they have to put out like two or three videos a day. Because the oldest person, who's like 24, decided, he saw the vision. He was like, I can't make these videos, but I can pimp these niggas out, tell them I'm their <laughs> manager. <Yeah. laughs> so he manages them. <laughs> At TikTok them. At TikTok There's a cut of all of them. There's like 20 of these kids running around the house making these videos. He manages them, gets like a 10% cut of all of them. So he's but like, okay. It gets like hella desperate like i've seen like the tiktok videos and it's just like a lot of becky's reaching it's just like yo man i see you're trying to be funny but this thing's not funny like but also what, what's not funny to us sometimes is funny to like a that's lot of being big like we hate genius. we don't like leon trista but leon trista is funny to a mad lot of people yeah we're yeah, fun yeah. but like okay fuck that that nigga but like, <laughs> you guys yeah, see, true like, stories are fucking on Tristan. Yeah, that no, fucking, be, fucking That should dead. be the name of the episode, actually. <laughs> <fucking>. <laughs> yes, guys, yeah. I need to know what's wrong with Leon Tristan, guys. 
Nah, dude. You have to ask that question, then. I just, I'm asking <laughs> to, to, to stir the pot. That's a bit of a house nigga question. I'm like, asking to stir the pot. That's all I'm asking. I just want to know. Get out of the house. We come into the plantations, brother. Like that. If you have to ask, I know who's who's the first one to run run run. Who's the first one to run blackface and brownface on 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 national TV? See so now, blackface, eh? you're coming from the agent of Shield, and now you're starting to be woke. But if you have to ask, <laughs> anyway, but, that, but did y'all see um, Lala Hirayama got in trouble with TikTok? Well, not mm. not with TikTok, but her, she posted this one. Um, strangely enough, she posted this like IT call, which was like this Indian. Uh, she was acting as an Indian IT support, but like mainland India. And um, a Chinese guy calling in, and then she did this parody, and like it got it got no backlash. And her next video was where she was doing this colored auntie, and then mm-hmm. she started singing too legit to quit, but like in like typical Typical. like racial stereotype. Yeah. Yo, the backlash. Yo, it wasn't only black Twitter that came with you know, like better. It was. Colored Twitter, Dude, like new, if you like had any news. type of melanin in your skin, everyone was just like, "Hold on now, hold on." <laughs> That's guidelines, on, yeah. guidelines, 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 guidelines. Quarantine. <laughs> guys, but All like, guys. and I don't understand it. Like, white people are crazy, because like, surely, surely she must have been. And I know she's half Japanese, but Japanese are the white people of Asia, so. And white. she's half Japanese, half Lithuanian. Like, yeah, she's white, bro. She's a white girl. She's more no melanin. She's a white girl. She's a pretty as white girl. She's fine as white girl, but she's a white girl. But, like, because surely she must know that was, like, even when she did the first video, she must have known this is a dicey proposition. I, just I think people loud it because, because she's got the. the the Japanese side to her, so they were just like, "I will let you have this one." Well, yeah. you know when, like, if I do something problematic, but it's in my racial demographic, and like people will be like, "I, I'll, I'll allow it, fam." Mm. But with but, her, it was the no, second like, video. Yeah, five years the ago. Second video wasn't her, her demographic. Mm, true. Five like, years. You know, five years ago, this would not have been an issue. Everybody would have laughed. Now, people would have made an issue. You forget that five years ago, there was a popping standard comedian called Michael Nyker, who did his whole set with an Indian accent, but was a white, but was a white guy, called zero backlash. He can't, he can't perform now. He's retired. Because he knows if he does the same act he did five years ago now, they'll cancel him. Yeah, but that's kind of like... I mean... That's because, like, times change. I mean, five years ago, yeah, but, you could, I mean, you could also say 30 or 75 years ago, like, blackface, those minstrel shows were actually you, you a lot. You can't really like, say that because still, yeah, well, it is scalable. You can use that argument to be like, yo, like, 80 years ago, Australians could hunt Aboriginals. It's scalable. Doesn't so make it okay. 80 years ago versus five years ago. Yeah, th- things would have changed over th- that time, but in terms of time, it's, like, almost overnight, basically. Yeah, okay. Sensitivities have increased to a such a a big level in the last five years. It's 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 new territory for for a lot of people. It is. I don't Uh, know if you heard me that it was legal to hunt Aboriginals in Australia. Yeah, Yeah, I knew that. That that was that was a while ago. 
That was... No, no, no. In the 80s, I bro. was not a factor here, fam. We're talking about you could get a legal license to hunt a human being. <laughs> I know, but when you're we're not talking about to... time, we're talking about thematic theories yeah. that were okay. But I'm saying it's not it's not like oh five years ago we hunted people and now it's no. I'm talking about the level of sensitivity. It was within our century. You were born in the same century that it was used yeah. to hunt Aborigines. Wow. Yeah, but it, but oh, I'm saying that the thing is it's scalable. It's like we're not talking about oh she was hunting colored women and then putting it on. Yeah, but you, it's like you she was mimicking it. people. I'm saying that mimicking people. Yeah, but why do you get to determine the scale? It's not me. I'm not determining the scale. People. No, okay, you, you're you're, conjure, you're arguing against us bringing stuff from 75, 80 years ago. It's hmm. It's still relative, like, it's still relevant, sorry, not relative, relevant, because we're, we're actually adding to your argument that our society's, like, learning more and more and more what's problematic, like. Mm. I'm saying even how you so quickly. Yeah. That's my thing. Even in I'll an admin so quickly. where you could grab your receptionist's ass and be like, hey, you're looking cute today. Like, try that now. Watch HR Fitch. That's the thing. Uh, so, we, we, I think we're arguing, we're not arguing different points. I'm saying that it, it, that change, that mentality change has happened so quickly. I'm not saying that it was right then or it's, it's before it changed. It took a long, longer time to change. Now that attitude has changed already in the last five years. So, I'm not saying there's anything I'll wrong even, with that change. I'm just saying it has changed. I'll even argue within the time scale. Especially, especially, like, if Lala was a civilian, like, if nobody knew her and she was just out there in these streets living her life, mm. okay, fine, I can see how the change doesn't... Or I can see how she's slower to catch up. But Lala is a presenter. She's, mm. like, in these... She's, and she knows, like, she's well-known for knowing many, many black people. So she's like in these circles and she's a presenter, which means she's aware of how sensitive the internet is. Like, and she has yeah. become aware of it in these past years. She's not, she's not blind to that fact. She should have it's known not, better. She should have known better. And, and I think that's part of what I'm also saying. Like, as someone who is plugged into that space, you should already know that this is a diet. Dicey at best proposition. <laughs> like my thing is, like I don't understand if you're a celebrity and you have a manager. Surely, part of that management team, or you belong to an agency. Surely, and you're on that level of of celebrity, for lack of a better word. Surely, you have a PR manager just to be like, now nah, my. Like, or like, you can just run by someone, like, even a friend, but like, surely someone, like, there's a, like, on that level of celebrity, you have someone just to be, like a PR manager to be like, nah, it's not all right. Especially, like, also, like, don't be desensitive to the times. Like, yes, we're ultra sensitive now. Um, people are like super woke right now. So, also, just read the room. Like, I don't know why people are forgetting to do that. And I think that's also why I don't post so much on like read social media because I'm just like, read the room. Like, like what's hilarious to me and hilarious to you two, I can send you guys. But I know like outside of you guys, I can't really send it. It's like mm. sending, 
I know each and every one of us on this, on this video call right now, we all have a group chat with our parents in, and then we have a separate group chat with our siblings. Mm. And you know, mm. the stuff that you send to your siblings, like the problematic jokes, imagine mm. sending that to your parents in the group chat. It's the same thing. So you, in the same voice that you wouldn't send like a, like a risky joke to your parents, also read the climate. Be like, yo, yeah. man, people are like black Twitter is on edge. People are ultra sensitive. So let me just check myself before I wreck myself. It's I, do, I do think that there's going to be a backlash. Like with, like with everything, when something is too far left, a new right comes in. Then it goes too far right. And like, like Obama, and then the next thing was Trump. And then the next thing is going to be very far left. Uh, so it's, I think with the level of sensitivities, it's going to get to a point where it's just going to go in the other direction. And you'll just see people not giving a shit anymore. And then just, just everybody who's like crazy sensitive and social justice warriors, at some point, it's going to, the scale is going to sway in the opposite direction. I'm I was actually talking, thing, but I, I think I it's going to be a switch. I was talking about this earlier today, and um, we were talking about, like, I was explaining, like, the reasons why it's perceived in society, like, black people can say wild things, but if a white person were to say it, then it would be, like, problematic. I think there's, like, a lot of anger out there because there's, a lot of travesty and let's just call it a spade a spade. Like let's, if we're talking about apartheid, it's like crimes against humanity and zero retribution. So you have like a lot of angry people who are oppressed. So that's why in certain situations it's deemed okay. Like if some, like even this podcast, like we say some problematic things, but we're all people of melanin. So it's like, I think society-wise, like people will be like, I, I'll, I'll allow it. But I mean, if, if it were a colonizer saying the things that we say, then it would be like, yo, dog, sit down. We'll all be, we'll all be with the no, but like, drama. Hang on, I'm not done talking. There, there are a lot of, like, the, the fact that there's like zero retribution, like a great crime happened and there's no retribution. I think it's just breeding this angry, angry, angry culture. So that's why we're ultra sensitive because like mm. you feel nothing's been done for you. So yeah, and no, I actually agree with you about the whole retribution or lack thereof. I, I do feel like, uh, I was thinking to myself that, you know what? Uh, white people should be very, very grateful that Madiba was like, you know what? Hey, reconciliation. Because this could have easily been like, Crimes against humanity take you to the Hague Court, you know, and and get the whole motherfucker uh, and pay reparations and some sort of sentencing, because that never happens. That never. It, well, it happens for 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 white people though. So Germany no, it happens, still paying it Israel, right? No, Germany's Germany, paying like, Israel. Germany yeah. is not paying Namibia. No, Namibia they're not paying Namibia. Germany is like, this is what you. I'm saying. It only it doesn't happen to, to people of color, dude. England's not paying India. So, That's true. Yeah. so it, it doesn't come, it only happens for white people. Only white people get reparations. So I'm saying that maybe no, how did white people finesse reparations, fam. I don't Yo. know. What? White people finessing the game, eh? What? How did white people finesse reparations? But I do think if there was like retribution for apartheid, I think that a lot of the tensions between the races now 
I don't know whether it would have been. It probably would have been increased, but between the, the, the races. But I don't think that people of color would feel as hard done as as we do now. It's the thing is, it's weird. It it always ends up being a revolving circle because it's very diff. People always hold grudges, regardless of whether they were right or wrong. Yeah. So, like for instance, have you ever noticed? The reason Afrikaans people hate the English so much is because of the Anglo-Boer War. And like, if you talk to them, they'll still be like, yeah, but I was in a concentration camp and, or my great, great uncles, cousins, uncle, whatever, when, 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 and they'll cry about that. But then you're like, yeah, but that was like a hundred years ago, my nephew. You are the same person who said, forget about 1980. Yeah, no, no, forget about it. Get over it. Yeah, yeah. Like, get over it. Like, here you are crying about some shit that happened a hundred years ago. Like, everybody, <laughs> everybody's cool to say get over it when it doesn't involve you. So, uh, yeah. at the moment where you start saying retribution, right? Obviously, retribution involves taking something or punishing someone or something you have done to someone. Now, people will then argue, oh, no, I wasn't the pe- We weren't the people who were there. We were just, it wasn't me. You're on the benefit, but, but, not, so the then, ret- but not the retribution. Yeah, but then, so then you punish them anyway because you're like, fuck you, white people, you guys are full of shit. They're going to now sit for the next hundred years and be like, guys, guys, remember that time when the black people did this? Oh, my God. It was so crazy. What? Why? How? They're going to have Memorial Days. Do you guys remember when the army of Deal was planning to, <laughs> to kick black people out of the country? Yes, but they wanted to push us into the ocean. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to ship us to India. It was hilarious. All, all 110 of them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, the obvious of there was planning. Wow. Like, we get rid of there's not that many horses, there's not enough horses for all of them to ride on. <laughs> I remember, because wasn't part of their plan, or I don't know if this was that one, but there was one of them where they were like, we know black people can't swim, so we're going to, like, I don't know, they were going to, like, corral us somehow, and then basically push us into the ocean. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow! But also, you appreciate like the comedic genius. Like, I know they weren't trying to make us laugh, but fuck me, mate. No, <laughs> it is brilliant. That is that sketch writes itself. This is just insane, crazy as shit. Oh, but anyway, racism will be here forever. Absolutely. Zoom is annoying me. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Like, I'm enjoying this work from home situation. Yeah. I love it. I don't want to go back to the office ever. Yeah. I'd like to go outside, <laughs> but I don't want to go back. To the office. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they must like they must yeah. open up the country to go outside, but like yes. not to the office. Speaking <laughs> of, so this lady I worked for, she tried to sign me up as part of a group to go back to work. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and the thing is. And this is part of the reason I hate like Zoom and all these WhatsApp groups that are popping up. Because oh, like mm, 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 mm. these hate people, it. first off, first off, they all know that I'm not awake at the time they are having these meetings. They all know it because when I go to, when I arrive at some of the meetings, they're like, "Oh, you're awake!" <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. 
and in one of these meetings, they discussed this and then got on the WhatsApp group and were like, yo, listen, so who's going to be on the list to go back to work? I saw this thing. And towards the bottom of it, it was like, oh, no, your Lisa will all come. Don't worry. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, so, like, two days later, I was like, no, no, no. I will not come. Thank you very much. I am observing social distance. <laughs> also, like, when, when a work, when a work person or, or like I said, one of the bosses or something creates a WhatsApp group, but you know you don't need to be in this WhatsApp group, now you're stuck because you can't leave until, like, oh, no, it's ended. I most definitely can leave because this is not a work phone. This is my personal phone and this is my yeah. personal data. But I, I've stayed on, I've, I'm on two WhatsApp groups, one for operations and one for the general, uh, yeah. what's in it, company. And I promise you, as soon as this shit hits stage one and they're like, give us us free, hit the streets, I'm deleting both WhatsApp groups because I'm just like, I, I just work with corny ass niggas. They are just corny mm-hmm. ass shit. Like, um, this is so like, mm, like, I'll give you an example. Um, so this wasn't on a WhatsApp group. It was on uh, Microsoft Teams. So we don't use Zoom. We use Microsoft Teams. And so this one company receptionist, she sent out this article on how to stay positive in COVID-19 times whatever and she was just like your uh, music and dance is a good way to stay positive then the standing ceo sends a list of her music she's like guys this is the music i've been using to keep positive and it's all just like you know that cheesy pop shit that's playing on 94.7 or, or mm-hmm. i felt or Yaparondo. it's all those oh. songs like it's like Tina Turner and like like shit that like elevated music. It's just like yo guys, yeah. you guys are shit that is definitely not on TikTok. <laughs> and they send they all sending lists of like Brian Adams and Michael Bolton and just like they're all dick. Oh, and then oh, everyone just God. starts sending emails of like like three lists of songs like they like like oh I like Brian Adams, Michael Bolton, and all this like you know. Is the people who still buy CDs? You know the colony at three in the morning. You know the shit that they all sing their parents' songs. Those songs. Yeah, yeah. And like everyone is dick riding the, the standing CEO. And I was so tempted to, to send Lil, Lil Duval uh, smile bitch. And <laughs> I was so tempted, but then, but then the debit order started going off, and I was just like. Yeah, kind of need my job though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. I was so tempted, so tempted. That's that's a, that's a last day move. That's like okay, I've handed in my notice. I've got a month to serve. Let me cause a wildness for thirty days. Mm. Yeah, but, but I don't know. You know, these days I'm starting to think. I feel like there's some boundaries you can push. Eh? I kind of want to test some people in, especially that now because the thing is. People are all pushing boundaries. Now that we're all on Zoom and, like, working from home, part yeah. of, for instance, part of the thing, I don't know if it happens to you, but, like, now, people love to call Zoom meetings just for just. And then, like, so, like, the other day, we had three meetings about the same fucking thing. Mm. And I was already, I, was, I went through one meeting, and I was like, I said in the meeting, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, why do you, you know look what? like you're in pain? They were like, why do you look like you're in pain? And I was like, because I'm <laughs> Do you know what I do? So, like, I'm, I'm, 
I'm of the feeling like if you're gonna talk to me on WhatsApp and like you're a colleague, if you're gonna talk to me on WhatsApp or Microsoft Teams, and we're having a meeting like operational, they're like, don't ask me how I am, like how am I coping, like how, how's my mentality, like let's get to brass taxes. Remember, I was mm. talking to you about this, yo. So I was like, let's get to brass taxes, or I think I was talking to Sean. Let's get to brass tax. Let's let's talk about deliverables. Let's action me to do something. Tell me where I can improve, and then we can end the call. So when they start asking me about mentality, I just start talking in German. I'm like, yeah, alles gut, ja. Was los? Yeah, yeah, mein Schatz. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I'm like, was geht los da rein? Watch how German fans be like, yo, I didn't know you could swear like that. It's not even a swear word. Like, I just spoke nonsense. Like, nothing <laughs> made sense of it. But, like, I just do that for work because then, like, they don't understand what I'm saying. And then they're like, oh, okay. Uh, Nandisa, how are you doing? And then they're like, yeah, you know, coping, just doing my bits. I like, oh, I hate like the standard responses, just doing my bits, you know, to help the car. Oh, stop dick riding. Like, can we talk about what we need to do? Let's, let's move on. Yeah. Like, Some people, yeah, I'm just doing my part. I'm just doing my bits. What are you doing? Your fat ass is sitting on the couch. Like, this stop like, nobody... saying that stupid shit. Nobody wants to hear the truth. Nobody wants to hear, yo, this is actually shit. Actually, I'm fucking bored. Actually, I'm gonna like people don't want to hear that because people are afraid of their own job security. And more than that, none of us care. True. That's the like, thing. Like even when you even me, if you come even if you come and you're like, yo, look, my mental health is dodgy, wah wah wah, like I'm spiraling, all that shit. I don't care. You are not a person in my life. I don't give a fuck. Like, if you kill yourself, I'm going to go, aww. When's the funeral? Like, it's a dick thing to say, but I don't, it's, it's not going to change anything about my life. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be like, oh, that's bad. No, for me, I, I, I'll not counter-argue, but I'll provide a different argument. My thing is that it's not necessarily that I don't care. It's, I know you don't care. So anything that's farcical, if it's a farce, like I know you, you really don't care about my mental health and you don't care about my living situation. Otherwise you would have bumped the cheese up a long time ago, which you haven't. So I know you don't care. So don't pretend like I hate the pretense of it all. So then I just, I just go off on a tangent where like, and then I start speaking in German accent where I'm sure I'm, it's like also my way of protesting your stupid question. Or it's not necessarily a stupid question, but it's a question where I'm just like, this this question has no value to me. Let's keep it pushing. Tell me what I need to do. Tell me about the company deliverables. Tell me about the team's deliverables. Tell me about the team concerns, the company concerns, and where we can improve. Boom. Got it. End call. Five-minute call. Got you. Like the entire system, end-to-end. I'm not saying it's a good system. Yeah, it's a broken system. Every system is broken at some point. The entire system is based on pretense and based on perception. So if you don't have the fluffy stuff that people seem to think is important, unfortunately, the system's not going to work anymore. Because so much is based on that perception. Like, oh, the perception that you're working, or the perception that you're doing well, or the perception that you care, or the perception that you're joining this meeting because you care about what's actually happening in that meeting. 
it it's literally no i i joined the meeting because i want to hear about how we're going to stay relevant and stay as a service provider in the industry so let's talk Mm. about things that actually mean something like you're talking about the fluffy stuff like if you really care then i then let's talk about cutting the check let's talk about Mm. that and then i make it uncomfortable and then you don't want to talk about cutting the check so don't pretend you want to talk about my mental state if that's what you really don't want to do. No, I, I, I agree with you, but I'm saying like not everybody's like that. Some people need that fluffy. A lot of people like that need that fluffiness. Managers and senior management and the likes, I, I'm sure they are struggling now because they don't know what it's like not having to go to the office and pull and sit in those many meetings. They don't know what product, actual productivity is. They know what productivity sort of looks like. They know, they what, know what it's supposed, supposed, to look, to look like. supposed to look like. Because the perception of hard work doesn't necessarily mean you must look like you're being busy, for example. So the perception of, oh, I need this fluffy stuff and ask these questions in meetings, this protocol that people keep on falling into, a lot of, especially the older generation, they need that. Otherwise, they really don't know how to work in this current society. Okay. Yeah, so, the, income, there, right? is, there, there is a big thing about and I've complained about this at work, about looking busy. Because, like, I I think that's also why a lot of people, that's why people are making so many Zoom meetings and, like, doing so many, like, what's work, what's apps. It's because the very truth of, like, there's there's a very fun, like, sort of, what do do I call it? Um, And the, the sort of, the elephant in the room about work is that it actually doesn't take that long most of the time. Obviously, it depends on what you do and blah, 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 blah. But you don't need to work from nine to five. Yeah. Like, you don't actually need to be physically working nine consecutive hours a day. Most people, most people's jobs whether it's me, whether it's office managers, whether it's managers, managers, you could deliver on your tasks in three hours. If, if you put in like just three solid hours. Um, yeah. I agree. Yeah, you could actually just do your entire job. Yeah. Um, I think, don't you think, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for you guys who disagree with me. Um, this is, we're going into a thought experiment here because I'm not too clued up on the history, but don't you think, so coming out of the agriculture revolution and the start of the industrial revolution, if you think about the industrial revolution, it was using mechanics to automate human work. And in the industrial revolution, there were a lot of factories starting up. So if you look at our office hours, and if you look at how we design metrics for deliverables, those models come out of the industrial revolution. Because how do you, in the industrial revolution, how do you measure productivity? It's by output, right? Mm. How many cars have you produced? How many, how many catalytic converters have you produced? How many diamonds have you refined? from its raw into a process. So those, so I think in organizing ourselves as a society, I think we use the industrial revolution 
model to say, okay, from nine to five, that's where the phrase comes from. I need X amount of products from you. And I think that's where the hours come from. And that's where the concept of you have to sit behind the desk and just churn out for nine yeah. hours. Yeah. Now we're coming into, we've, we went from industrial to commerce, from commerce into the technological revolution, which is automating even further. And a nine to five, it just doesn't make sense in, in this technological revolution that we're in because I can literally, I can, like your listeners' arguments, I can spend three hours writing a code or, you know, understand a business process. There's a problem in the business process, okay? I design an algorithm that solves that. I code it. That's, um, in all honesty, that is actually a day's work. But like, let's, for argument's sake, say that's three, four hours worth of work. And then you press enter and the code automates and then you do all your checks and processes and you do your tests and to see if it's actually giving you the, the deliverables you want. That is not a nine-to-five worth of work, you know. It's yeah. especially if you if you already have the processes in place and you already have the algorithms drawn up, you already have the codes automated. All you have to do is maintain a database mm. or maintain, uh, yeah, a structured database. So does maintaining a database in the technological revolution, does that entail a nine-to-five job? It's really a question. It's yeah, no, no, I, I, I think you're actually right. And I think it's maintained out of convenience. Everything, our infrastructure is based on this nine to five thing. Our traffic system is based on a nine to five. The way people also, let's say if the, the typical household, which is uh, a husband and wife and one or two kids or 2.5 kids, like they say, 3. everybody, 3.5, <laughs> everybody is out of the house by nine, kids are in school, you still have time to travel. Once you're done with work, kids are back home. That whole system, that cycle of system runs around that nine to five that you just described. So moving away from that, you sort of then have to change, okay, if my, let's say if my work changes that model. Like I know Investec changes before even lockdown. Investec, like come, come to work when you want to come to work. Your KPIs are your KPIs, do what you need to do. I don't care. I don't care. You don't even have to put it in leave. If you, if you want to work from Tahiti for the rest of your life, fucking go do it. Make sure your deliverables are on point. So Investec has done that, but imagine you are a husband working in Investec and your wife doesn't work in Investec. Your life's not going to change that much because you also have to be sympathetic to her nine to five, her current nine to five. So until everybody changes and kills that nine to five structure, is but, it be as successful okay. as it should be? Okay, to go with your example, your life will change like you have to start being the person that changes because the problem is okay and this is going to get into some murky water but there the problem is patriarchy because if if you're saying the only thing about your job is delivering on the deliverables it's not about what time you come to work you get you as the husband can actually be more flexible so yes her life doesn't change but you can be like okay i'll fetch the kids i'll solve dinner yeah no that, that's uh, fine I just use husband as an example. If the wife was working at Investec, their family yeah, might be still revolving around that nine to five schedule because of the mother or the father. Not necessarily. It's because you can you can do other things. Like part of your family life is, ah, oh, fuck this. But part of it is like 
you can do so much more stuff. Like you can take holidays when you want or longer holidays or whatever. It's just maybe then you decide not both parents have to come. You know, like I suppose like as a new generation, we need to be cautious of throwing the the, the baby out with the bathwater. But the the arguments I'm presenting is um, we have archaic models, mm. and it's not necessarily saying that it's a wrong model. It was the correct model for the correct time. Um, so in this time, there's certain models that are not working. Where we are young um, young professionals and most of the young professionals are starting families and your, your child's crash ends at 12. Mm. But now you have a nine to five. That's inflexible. Let's, let's just call using the old models, inflexible, five o'clock hits, then you can leave. Yeah. But your, your child came out of crash at 12. Now you must get Osna now to go fetch your child from crash or you must get mm. your grand or mm. your mom to go, go get your child from crash. Whereas if it's a flexible model, it'd be like, all right, you can leave at 12. Uh, I'll see you in the next day, but I just need this, this, and this, and this from you. Boom, done. Yep. You can do that from home. So you get your child, you start working from home. If you don't have a child, let's say you need to be out of the office for some reason, you can work from a coffee shop. Yeah. But also, it, you can't, it's not a blanket statement. If, if you are still working in a factory and you are creating diffusers for the Williams Formula One team, I mean, you're just going to have to do that 905 because it is a factory setting. There are still a factory team mm. and you're going to have to apply yourself to that model. But if you're an artisan of any sorts, like that model doesn't work for an artist. Like mm. it's, it might work actually, but it's, there's certain professions where applying an, an industrial revolution model, it doesn't work. It's just like, okay, well, this kind of doesn't make sense. So, it's understanding the job description of a, an individual or a team or a company and just understanding like, you know what, we have a different set of metrics to someone who's, you know, manufacturing brake calipers. I, I don't know why everything is motorsport related, maybe because of the <laughs> background, but it's, I, I was just thinking about, um, I think I read an article and I think it was Iceland or Greenland, one of one one of the one of the two. They scrapped the, the schooling system, they scrapped the 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 traditional hours of the schooling hours and they the children are only at school for what four to five hours and they have like an hour, maybe two hours of schooling, and the rest is play. And I know I'm going to sound like mad left with this argument, but they also had, it's not like they Im Im implemented a schooling system and then they didn't have any metrics to test it. They, 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 they designed a new metric and they kept the, well, they, they measured the kids for deliverables and, you know, in, in implementing a new system. So first they had to do, child psychology and understand the mentality of children and understand how children actually learn and children learn through play. 
Then they started to redesign everything through that. And they designed a new system like, yeah, we're going to give you some hard teaching. We're going to grill you for two hours and the rest you play. And you spend, what, six, seven hours at school, then you go home. And, and oh, they also stopped uh, homework. There was no homework. And everyone's marks skyrocketed. And, like, if, if you're using an old metric to measure them, using that old metric, everyone's marks improved based on their schooling system. Um, I don't have a source for you, so I can't, I can't, you can't quote me right now. But I know it's... It's one of the Nordic countries. I, I hope they, they also did something similar in South Korea where they sort of, they stopped homework and made the yeah. school day short or something. Yeah. And like everybody's, everybody's marks just started like skyrocketing. I know they changed the entire system in Hong Kong. So Hong Kong literally almost, almost every business, I would say 80% of every business is open for 24 hours. So if you want to go to a bank, it's open at midnight. If you want to go okay, to a so wait, hang on, let before we get distracted, I want to circle back to the original point I was tying it into, is mm. that it's not necessarily saying that the old models are wrong. It's just they're not applicable to our times right now. So that's what I was saying is, in, in the same, with taking work into consideration, it's you have to understand what, what is your environment? As soon as you're describing an organism, you end up describing its environment. So if you, if you task uh, Cuba to do a project on bears and be like, yo, describe a bear to an alien, what, what that project is going to end up looking like is the environment of the bear. The bear hibernates. Where does it hibernate? In a cave. What the bear eats. Um, how the bear solves like, problems. You end up... Just, describing the environment of the bear. So if you're talking about an individual in a working environment, you actually, when you describe, like, yeah, we all have job specifications, but when you're talking about the deliverables, it's actually like you have to understand the environment that that employee is in. So I, I just, I think we're working with, um, human resource models and occupation models like our great-grandparents were using. Not even our grandparents, our great-grandparents. And they were using these models and now we're supposed to phase into them, but it's, we're not in the same age. We've got different problems, so they require different solutions. To quote our favorite plant-based snack, read the room. <laughs> read the room, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just read the room. <laughs> you know, I think I think Hong Kong read the room quite early because they changed everything. So with Hong Kong, even the schools are open for mad long time. So you have like a switch of like three teachers for every job and everybody. So you your parents work night shift and day shift. So what the schools do is that they take you, you ask the kids to bring in. They have a meeting with each parent, and the school will adjust the kids' schooling hours according to the parents' jobs. So no matter what time oh. the parents are working. To make sure that there's always a parent available to drop off or pick up or do the lunch or do whatever. So the, each kid has a different uh, schooling hours as to when you arrive and when you leave, according to the Yeah, but that's, I think that's a society that understands like the human psyche. Yeah. Like what motivates someone? Mm. What motivates someone to go to their manager and be like, yo, dude, I need to leave early. 
So if you understand that person's world, be like, yo, this guy's always asking me to, instead of getting angry, be like, sit and, like, sit the person down and be like, I, you're always asking to leave early. Like, yeah. what, what, what's happening in, in your life? And, yeah. and that's what I'm talking about models. Like, it's like certain job specifications. Like, certain jobs require you to do a nine-to-five. I know some people, like Shemaine Dupree, who doesn't stop working. Uh, look, that's out of choice, but there are certain jobs that require <laughs> another five. And there are yeah. certain jobs, like, you can work for two hours and I'm done. Like, yeah. yo, man, yeah. you, you're a journalist, entertainment journalist. You can creatively, uh, um, uh, no, in a critical thinking, you apply yourself for, so let's say an hour of critical thinking and two hours of creative writing and your job's done, right? Yeah, pretty much. I can, but that that was entirely my argument with the abuse in the first place. It was yo, I don't. No, no, no. But I'm making days. a point. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm making a point. Is yeah. we got two people here. You got Sherm. What's your job? Your job title? I'm the head business analyst for a major retailer. What he said. Yours. What's yours? What is my job title? Just say, um, just say, come on. Prospect. No, I no, I literally I I'm I'm not okay. Lifestyle. I'm, I'm giving you a title. Lifestyle. Um it is features I think it's features and lifestyle writer. I think. I think. I I I'm not joking. I'm not sure I know what my title okay. is. Okay. Uh I'm I'm not creating a hierarchy of any sort. I'm not saying one job is less important than mm. the other, but you guys have completely different applications to providing a product an outcome we've just established like yo you can work for a solid three hours and your job's done for the day whereas we know sherman can work for like 32 hours at a time and they're only 24 hours in a day yeah but you guys are both delivering and you're both excelling in your jobs so It's not to say one's working, one's not working. It's just they're different models. And this is what they know. This is what I'm, this is my argument. We're not understanding this as a society that yeah. you can't just have like a blanket model and just be like, boom, mm. 95. Yeah, it would make Doesn't no work. sense for both me and yours to go into an office at a set time and leave at a set time. It would, for, for, it, yeah. it would, might work for me. It might not work for yours. It might, at certain time, it might work for yours. It won't work for me. So yeah, you're absolutely right. And Hong Kong, and this is why I think Hong Kong can produce this high level of GDP. Because imagine if South Africa, right? If we had a 24-hour business cycle, that means that half of us would be working at night, like right now. That means restaurants will be open. Everything that would be open during the day is now still open at night because there's people that will actually buy. Guys. That will double our GDP. Guys. Can you imagine when the screw screws are CEOs? Like 20 years from now. Just Sam. imagine when the screw screws, when the Scotanas are CEOs. I, I want to live in litty. that time. It's going to be litty, fam. <laughs> Trevor uh, Scott is going to be the elevator music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I want to see the dress code. I want to see the working hours. I want to see the music. You already. Like, you can already see it in offices now, like, even in sort of quite formal offices, like, in a lot of environments, except maybe, like, accounting, law. Um, I mean, to be fair, Shum, I think you go to work dressed like you go to, because just, 
maybe your office culture, but like there are a lot of corporates like similar to where you work that mm. don't have as strict a dress code anymore as like where the dress code is basically just don't look like a Popeye. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is like, like my job, uh, I, I don't need as strict of a dress code I use. I just, I, in, I like dressing the way I dress for work. I don't know. I like, mm, and that's, I like dressing formal. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. That's, that's up to you. But, I suppose what I'm saying is I think there are way more places now where you can if you want, but you are not required to arrive at work every day in a suit and tie. True. Like, if you come with a... Like, if you just come looking some type of crick, like, if you have a... If you're wearing, like, chinos, some clean sneakers, um shit and an untucked shirt but with a bow tie i don't think anyone's going to like make a fuss about it no i don't think most places obviously at legal offices because legal places are backwards fuck Um, if you guys think about it sorry did i interrupt you no 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 i was done if you guys think about it i'm not gonna lie about uh, uh, and an attorney in, in a in a in a pencil in a pencil skirt and some high heels, fine as fuck. I don't mind working with that every day. <laughs> yeah, you say if we think about it. I lost my train of thought. It's fine. Um, no, because and I mean that's kind of the thing. The thing is, we can find bad bitches, fam. Like I, I don't know. Like I think no kind of hit it on the head. Like. We came from, our great-grandparents came from a system where because everything was factories, this was the way to do things. But it doesn't necessarily have to be that anymore. Like, we can, it can be factory settings for one person. I can customize my shit for, actually, yes, we're in the era of customization. So we should all be customizing even our work schedules to fit whatever the fuck lifestyle we need. And yes, if part of your work lifestyle involves making the carburetors at Williams, then I, bro, sucks to be you. <laughs> but my guy, if, if you're just out here writing articles, um, fam, I do, I, that literally can happen anywhere in the world, anywhere with an internet connection. I, I think that the, the I think only people who require office hours and maybe strict office hours are teams that require high, very high interpersonal and personal levels of cooperation. So you need to be in the office together in order to achieve this outcome. Like if maybe a group of architects need to get together and discuss drawings. So if, if no, they don't. The team, I know architects. No, I'm just using that. I'm just using. I'm just using that example. I don't know the life of architecture. I'm just saying, like, let's say that they have to come together and physically look at a drawing that half, half of the team being on and half of the team being off might not be as productive as everybody being at the same time in the same place. I'm not saying that's how it is with architect. I'm just using that as an example. Yeah. I agree. And that's my point. My point is only, I don't think, I don't think those jobs are the, I think those jobs were the rule, but now I think they're the exception. True. Yo, no lie though, guys, we have actually had a very mature and adult podcast for like, not the first time, but like, 
We haven't talked about anal sex. The first no time long time. anybody. This is true. Like we're we're doing well. Look at us. Look, this is what people call growth. Guys, we could hashtag this on our Instagram now, and then become hashtag. influencers and sell our shit for twenty five k a pop. <laughs> we need to start investing in baby oil. <laughs> Part time alcoholics only fans page. It's coming. No, coming soon. It's gonna be litty. We need some baby I'll teach oil. everybody how to do TikTok dances. Baby oil I'm gonna, listen. and cowboy hats. We need to start investing, guys. I'm, I'm going to park in the CEO's parking space with my Ferrari. You're making, making 25 minutes. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. <laughs> Don't worry about it, sweetheart. It's that splat. It's that splat. <laughs> you know, to be honest, yeah. If I was like, if I was that type of rich, like I didn't even buy a Ferrari. I just buy a fleet of hyper disposable Fiat 500s. Like <laughs> I'm going like I would buy like twelve of the same car in different colors. Yeah, and then just like do nonsense to it. Oh, like just like it. nonsense. Just drive, just drive like a taxi driver. And then <laughs> if I scratch it, I just move to the next one. <laughs> Your insurance must be lit because the thing that you scratch is going to claim against your ass. Fuck them. They won't see me. I'll change my number plates. <laughs> I'll have enough money to buy multiple number plates. <laughs> Fake one. Yeah, man. Like yours. Listen, that wasn't the old car, okay? No, now you have a real number plate. It's now legit. <laughs> anyway, chaps. Yeah. I feel like if there's no more business to discuss, we can tell the good people to fuck off. I think once again, we've solved some world problems and we come we up really with some real been. solutions. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, shout outs to everybody whose liquor cabinet still has something in it. Mm, mm, mm. Um, shout outs to the essential worker. The uh, first episode that we don't have uh, a review on alcohol. Right. right? Hey. Right, look Fair at time. what COVID is doing to us. Fucking COVID, bro. Like, I've been drinking the same wine for th- for five weeks now. <laughs> that is such a like a rich people problem. Like, oh my god, like ah, uh, you know the creme brulee and the cordon bleu. <laughs> yeah. so, it's so bland these days. Oh my, my god, you know so... I'm just so tired of foie gras. <laughs> I'm actually measuring. I'm actually measuring my shots now. I'm not just pouring straight just to see how I feel. I have to now measure you know those motherfuckers. You know it's funny. The next podcast we have will probably be a sober one from my part because I plan to blow I have three more bottles of wine. Yeah. I plan to blow them all tonight. We're gonna have a party. Right make We're gonna have a party, we're gonna make noise for the neighbors. I'm excited. I'm celebrating seeing my baby. Like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a party. We're dancing. Also, your baby arrived with a suitcase that looked like she was going to cry. My God, bruh, packed a whole life. My God, oh. you know how much I love A whole life in her bag. She and that's what she said. She said there's like basically nothing in my room. Like, I <laughs> did they kick her out? Did they kick her out of the house? Is, is that? I think they did. I actually, I think that's really what happened. Like. No, my she can fit into that bag. 
<laughs> no, like, not even like fit where you squeeze her. Like, she can uh, fit in there comfortably. If I was smuggling her to another country, she would yeah. have air to breathe. <laughs> like, there were board games in there, cards, cones. Oh, she came yeah. ready for the apocalypse, huh? Fam, two speakers. Like, she was, she was like, yo, I ain't going back. <laughs> and then because the thing that made me laugh is i saw the size of the bag initially and thought okay she's just bought too big of a bag but i saw she was struggling with it getting it to the car i get to it to lift it into the boot and i'm like my guy what is in here like you really did put everything in here she has like five pairs of shoes. Like, I'm like, why you have so? Where you going with all these shoes? Like, <laughs> yeah, actually, like yeah. outfit changes, like fam. Oh, you, she just needed one outfit, a tracksuit. I'm not gonna lie, clothing, clothing can change. Even if you're in lockdown, clothing can change your mentality on that specific day. Like, if I'm wearing a certain piece of clothing. I know I can like home gym harder than I would if I wore something else. I don't know. It's a mentality. Oh no, I dressed up to go see my baby today. Like I wore my skinnies for the first time. Hey, the same ones you broke your ankle in. Yeah, those exact <laughs> ones. Those exact I ones. I think I think that's why you broke your ankle. Those jeans make you wild out. <laughs> like you feel yourself way too hard. And I don't understand why you feel yourself that much. Listen, like, I mean, good looking you have, but like, there's no reason to do yourself that hard. I do you remember? Do you remember how he came and showed us these jeans in that apartment? He was overflexing. <laughs> overflexing. Nah, like, oh, you, man. You hype these jeans up way too much. You're like Michael Scott when he gets a new pair of jeans. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> these jeans are the shit. I love that I can wear them again. I'm excited. And now I'm going to dance. I'm going to be like, hey, hey. And then, so also, no, because you said, I've decided, we've also taken our TikTok management out of here. So like you said, is my new social media manager. Oh. So, and she was like, we have to post at least one video a day. So you're going to 2C slide. Fam, I'm, you're gonna see me too. You're gonna see me doing the savage. You know, like, have you ever seen that savage dance? And then like the niggas even do the hip roll. Mm. That, you see that part is even fine though no, you see the body movement i'm fine it's when they do like that bit and they're like eh. and i'm like no man's hips should move like that <laughs> did you check they're doing it in prison i'm like how are these guys got better internet than all of us imagine yo u.s u.s jail's pretty lit i don't know why you know what the pr team said u.s jail must look like ours but really that shit is nice <laughs> yeah, but also your asshole is getting piped in jail, guys. Let's not romanticize jail. Let's let's pause for a second. Mm-hmm. So this okay? Maybe, maybe. I think it's but only like, like a finished jail. Maybe might be able to. What do you the mean? reason I say maybe is because like I remember the tax season podcast. And I remember Taxstone. Taxstone went to jail, and this guy tweets from jail about how inhumane the conditions are, and he's recording podcasts from jail. So are you and saying I'm that like, if if they make it comfortable enough for you, if they make it comfortable enough for you in prison, you okay with taking a dick in your ass? Is that what you're saying? Okay, let's think about this properly. 
Here we go. You see, we almost, oh we almost, almost, almost had a mature podcast. Now we're we going to win. Almost, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's think about it this way. And because I remember, I, I remember once a couple of years ago, I met one of these dudes. Um, we had like a whole interview and we went to like this seminar where they had dudes in prison. Mm. And it was like about the abuse and things. You are going to get piped one way or another. You can fight if you want to fight. And you can still get piped. And this is my point. Why romanticize prison? Oh, what I'm saying is, okay, I'm not, I'm not saying prison is great. After a while, and one of the dudes said, listen, people get bored of you. So just play dead. Maybe it happens twice, and then the rest of the time, you do. Oh, play dead. Or the alternative, the, the alternative, the alternative is you spend six months in the infirmary, healing from broken bones, ruptured spleens, all the rest of the shit, so that you can come back. And they still piped you, so that you can come back and fight again. Still get hyped <laughs> and then still go back. Like, <laughs> I don't know, fam. Maybe play dead. You started Maybe. by saying, "Guys, this jail is nice." This is what you. This is what you said. I'm saying maybe it's not as bad because again, you can still record podcasts. You can still tweet. You can still like. And I suppose maybe what I'm saying is, if we look at the way American jail has been sold to us. Versus, like, you see, I don't want to go to Thai jail. Jail anywhere in South America. Mm. Polesmore. Nah. Polesmore. You. Nah. Sun City. No. No. Sun City. No. No, no, no. Because you're getting there, the big blue as you arrive. One way. One way. Same time. Same time. Literally, I feel like, you know, when you enter and they mark off your vitals, they just tick positive because they know by the time you walk through the front door, <laughs> it's <dangerous. laughs> Like, so, you know what? And you can't even tweet about it. You can't even be like, yo, these niggas did a number on me the other day. And, and they, they run a train. Fam. Bruh. Like, because also, remember, in you and you watch like 40 niggas in the cell. Exactly. There's like 47 niggas. That, that train is white. Guys, maybe this is why, <laughs> that train this is why, this is why murder, murder suicide is a dude. thing. I think this is why murder suicide is a thing. Because once you shot the person that you wanted to kill, now you're thinking, who are you shooting in prison? Bah. No, I'm saying out like this. I'm saying that people don't want to go to oh. prison because that's why murder suicide is a thing. That combo. But also, in American jails, I don't think they look you in the eye while they're fucking you, man. Who? Why? Why would Johnny Mongrel? Johnny Mongrel? What? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this nigga's looking you in the eye. He's like this. He's like, I dare you not to enjoy it. <laughs> now you gotta pretend. Now you gotta have I want. I want. Face, I want you to throw. <laughs> mm. It's my face. My fro. My face is in his face. Mm, mm, mm. My guy, imagine 
Imagine you never saw that on Oz, fam. And now you're someone. Now you're someone's wife. Yo, listeners, fam. if you're wondering what you're talking about, we're talking about uh, Russ Kemp on gangs when he went to the he went to the prisons. This is I can't remember what episode it was, but I think it was Paul's more. Literally the scariest human I have ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even, I'm, even Ross Kemp. Ross Kemp, one of the hardest guys on the planet, said that. So, yo, now that guy, that guy wasn't for games. He wasn't for games. He was just for finding new wives. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's gonna take victim or volunteer. Which one are you? <laughs> Not volunteer. I'm sorry. You wanna be my guy? Uh uh-uh. uh. Let Tony Mongrel fuck you and you don't fake the orgasm. See what happens. Nah, <laughs> nah. nah, nah. See, not volunteer. See what happens. What? See oh, what happens. You, you yourself are spreading your cheeks. No. I'm not selling them. I'm saying I'm playing gay, fam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing gay. But you I'm said fine. yourself, his face is on your face. He wants to kiss you. Yes, and me, I'm just here. <laughs> then they're going to stick a dick in your mouth. That's I'm playing gonna happen. I'm not, They're going to stick a I'm dick gonna, in your mouth. Fam, I'm not going to fight Johnny Mongrel. I don't care. I'm not rough. <laughs> and please do not. Put, I know you can fight, but you are not going to fight Johnny Mongrel. So, so are we saying that Amer- like prisons almost everywhere else in the world are rougher than what American prisons sell themselves to be? No, I'm saying American prisons are in the middle. American prisons are rough, are rough for developed countries. Okay. Because we know like Sweden and Finland, those are just hotels, my guy. No, those yeah, you see, prisons. those are hotels. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. So American prisons are wild. American prisons are the Polsmore of, of, of what Polsmore is to us, but yeah. to like the Swedish. They look at that shit, they go, oh my God. Mm. I don't even think Polsmore is the worst. Imagine being in a jail in the DRC. Yeah, that would be... Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Guys, what you, do you think you happens are... in, in a Thai prison? But, okay, I've I seen a documentary. See, in a Thai prison, yes. Look, in a Thai prison, they do fuck you. But... Do they? I've seen a documentary. I've seen a documentary. The niggas know Krav Maga or whatever. But, but like, over, over and I don't mean to stereotype. Yeah. I don't mean to. I don't mean to stereotype. But you are not expecting the Congolese pipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in Thailand, like, you're not expecting Congolese pipe. You know, so in someone, bro, things grow in the trouble. Yeah. So if someone, if someone has fingered you, like you know, if someone slipped a finger in the booty, I think you're like Thailand. That's where it is. The only problem is in Thailand, the conditions are bad. So, like, they, be, they everyone. And the DRC isn't. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I think the DRC is worse than Thailand. Yeah. I think the DRC yeah. is like, if we're looking at the worst prison environment, because I don't think they have a record that you're there. Yeah. I don't think that they know anything about Lord. Or I think it's just like, okay, you are in jail now with these non-jack niggas. The problem with the DRC, it's it's not only dick legs, but it's also girth. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> be some girthy ass, <laughs> ass like, Club bouncer. Club bouncer. They level. are going to stretch you out. Mm. 
So I was watching a documentary on Netflix where this dude goes to to prisons around the world and stays there for like two or three days to see what it's like. This guy went to every prison in almost every country, did not touch Africa. Not even a little bit. Hi, chaps. Um, This is a good place to tell the good people um, where they can get off. Um, If anyone has anything (laughs) else to say, keep it in your mouth. Jump on our IG uh, fan page and let us know what you want to see from our OnlyFans. Yep, yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Get on, at, get on the OnlyFans. Guys, at, I also paid the $39.99 for the OnlyFans. At, <laughs> at part-time alcoholics. Mm. That's really fun. You know, because also, if you're bad, we might take you on holiday. So... <laughs> <laughs> So you are just just think about it. You're investing in yourself. <laughs> oh my god! I fuck off. Anyway, guys, part-time alcoholics, as per usual, fuck off. <laughs> hey.